Hello, everyone. Glad you could listen in on this beautiful Monday. This is Peter Van Tyne from First Love Ministries here with Mark Fee. And we've got another great message for you today from Zephaniah 317. Mark takes a few minutes to tell us about the unique approach that First Love takes to bring people closer to the Lord through experience, experiencing the Lord loving them through his word. So let's listen in now, and I hope you enjoy and are blessed. So here in 2016, this is really an exciting year for us. We just completed 10 years and a very up and down different kind of 10 years, honestly. But this year, we're really going for it for all we're worth. But one of the things then is that we're actually looking into getting um, some help financially. And part of that is going to foundations who actually invite us to apply. And one of the things they asked was, what is unique about what we do? Well, as we got to thinking and talking about how would we write that, especially because everything we do is rooted and grounded in Scripture, how do we talk about it in such a way that it's not just a ministry that's doing Bible study, but really the big difference is that it's a ministry about experiencing God's Word, being spoken to us, that the Word really is, as the Hebrews author said, living and active, that even as God at Jesus' baptism spoke to him fragments of three Old Testament scriptures, that really what it's about is not just the understanding of scripture, but actually hearing God speak to us from his heart to ours through the scripture. Now, primarily we're able to do this because we really do believe with all our hearts when Paul says in Timothy's letter that all Scripture is God-breathed, or even Peter in 2 Peter chapter 1 when he says that um, no prophet ever spoke on his own but was carried along by the Holy Spirit, that we really do believe all of Scripture is in fact God's Word, and that through that Word, He can speak personally as a person from His heart to ours. The words that are timeless for all his people for all time. A word such as Zephaniah 317, I was just in a conversation with somebody the other day and they said, Mark, you know, how does that apply to us today? And especially in that context where Israel's in a really rebellious state. It's just three small chapters and the first two is God reminding them of their rebellion and just how far away from him they are. And then he makes this incredible promise. The Lord your God is with you. He is mighty to save you. He will take great delight in you. He will quiet you with his love and will rejoice over you with singing. Here it's in third person. Zephaniah is speaking on behalf of God, and it's about the future. In reading one of the commentaries, the author of this particular commentary said that he felt like this particular verse was the Luke 15, 20 and following passage about the prodigal son, which is really about the prodigal father. That here is a picture of Israel really being like the son, having walked away from God, really in such a mess in their rebellion and their sin. Yet just like the story of the prodigal where the father's waiting, looking, longing, hoping, And when he sees him, it's not filled with judgment, but he's filled, it says, with compassion. And that he closes the gap by running and throwing his arms around, kissing him. 
listening to his repentance and forgiving and then throwing this outrageous party. Likewise, in the Zephaniah text, God is speaking to all his people, which by Jesus and the Spirit, now all of us, Jew and Gentile, those who have believed and have been filled with the Spirit, have now become God's people. That passage is also for you. It's also for me, not just to us as a group, but to each one of us as individuals. Where now the Lord would say, presently, not as a future hope, but presently, he would say, I am, I am the Lord your God. And I am with you right now. And we might add, by the Spirit. And I am mighty to save you. I've already done it once by the cross, and I continue to save you, continue to grow you and change you. I am mighty to save you. Still am, was, is, and continue to do for you. But now it's not, I will delight. Now it's, I delight. I delight in you. I rejoice over you with singing. I delight in you with incredible gladness. You can see it in the story of the prodigal where the father is throwing this amazing party. Honestly, even the first two parables, the lost sheep and the lost coin, even there, talk about it being for the individual. Jesus says that if a, if a shepherd could call for a party and rejoice over one sheep, a woman over finding her one coin, he says, how much more, how much more is there celebration and rejoicing going on in heaven? Over one. And so even now, the rejoicing over the Son that the Father does, it sounds just like the fulfillment of Zephaniah 3.17. I take great delight in you. I quiet you with my love and I rejoice over you with singing. In fact, the word translated singing in the NIV actually all but this one time actually gets translated elsewhere as, as a mighty shout, as, as the celebration as in the day of the great festival. This is the kind of partying, the kind of celebration, which again you see in the prodigal son story, that this is the love, this is the joy, this is the celebration that God has over one who comes home. Zephaniah 3.17 is God's anticipation of the great day when his children would come home, when his people would return, and he would be waiting for them, waiting to save them, waiting to be with them, waiting to run to them, waiting to delight in them, waiting to close the gap and rejoice over them and celebrate. See what I love most of all, too, about the prodigal story is that the father runs to the son, throws his arms around him and kisses him before the son gets the apology out. So the son can make no mistake that it wasn't based on his apology. It was based on the father's love for him first. The father's heart was compassionate toward him, longing for him, pursuing him. There's another great verse in Micah 7:18 where he says, who is like me, your God, who forgives your sin, pardons your transgressions? For I do not stay angry forever, but I delight to show you mercy, delight to show you mercy. I will again have compassion on you. I tread your sins underfoot and hurl all your iniquities into the depths of the sea. 
See, this is the heart of God. And so whether it's Old Testament or New, the Lord wants to speak. He doesn't want us just to study the Word. I've been a part of the vineyard really almost my whole adult life. John Wimber said one day, who was the founder of the vineyard, he said, you know, I think oftentimes, sometimes what we do with the Bible is like people going to a restaurant and parsing the menu, and that we would examine every ingredient and how those ingredients were put together, and all we would do is talk about everything about food and then never eat any. I guess likewise, this is the heart of what we're trying to do at First Love Ministries, is that we don't want to just know about the menu, just know what's in it, just know about the ingredients, know about the combinations, even hear stories of how great other people thought the food was, is that we believe with all our hearts when the Lord said, taste and see that I am good, he meant it. He meant it today. When Jesus said, I am the bread of life, whoever comes to me will never go hungry. Whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. When he says that I will satisfy you this morning with my unfailing love that you may sing for joy and be glad all your days. You see, at the core of the ministry, it's about what we believe to be the secret of being satisfied, the secret to eating, to tasting, to drinking, is actually experiencing God loving us through His Word, letting Him use His own absolute truth scriptures to speak from His heart to our own to encourage us, build us up, love us, speak hope, truth, guidance, but do it all from his heart to our heart. See, it's not just knowledge, it's experience. See, I know my wife loves me. I know it even on the day that she exchanged vows. But I don't live every day remembering back just to the day that she loved me, when she told me that day when she made vows to me. What makes life worth living with my wife, the joy of being married, is that we love each other. We are being loved and loving each other every day. We taste and see that the love we have for one another is indeed good. That the Lord doesn't want us just to know about that love, to study that love, to parse that love, to know all the various forms of the nouns and verbs which is also very good stuff. But when it's all said and done, it's about tasting. It's about experiencing. It's about being loved through His Word. God being a person, speaking to us personally through His Word to love our souls. This is what makes what we do unique. So let me close out by giving you the opportunity to experience what I've just said. Listen to God's heart through the Apostle Paul. I know you're rooted and grounded in my love, but today, together with all my saints, I, I will give you the ability, the power, to grasp again afresh today Just how wide and long and high and deep is my love for you, the love of Jesus for you. And then I'll give you the ability to know this love that surpasses knowledge, really that's beyond your intellectual knowing, 
until you are filled to the measure of all the fullness of me. So now, be left. I, the Lord your God, am with you. I, the Lord your God, your God, am with you. And I am mighty, mighty to save you. And I do take great delight, great delight in you. It's my joy to quiet you with my love. And I rejoice over you with singing. And yes, I know there are times when you've sinned and you feel a lot of shame and you feel unworthy to come to me. But when you get up and come to me, while you're still a long way off and I see you, I am filled with compassion for you. I run to you, throw my arms around you, and kiss you. For how great is the love that I, your Father, have lavished on you, that you should be called my child, a son, a daughter of God. And that is what you are. Indeed, I love you. I, your Father in heaven, love you, even as I love Jesus. Hmm, tastes so good, Lord. So good. We love you and thank you. Amen. Wow, isn't that amazing? To know that God loves you and me that way. Ah, we rejoice in you today, Lord. So thankful that we can be a part of your lives today. And I hope you've been inspired and encouraged. You know, as usual, I'd like to just mention that We'd love to have you partner with us at First Love Ministries. You can visit us at our website, firstlovedministries.org, or follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Have a great day. God bless.